Welcome back to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. I'm very excited today to talk about an upcoming event uh, here at Franklin School and within our district, and I'm going to invite my colleagues to introduce themselves. I'm Chuck Sipe, the Assistant Superintendent here in Roxbury Schools, and you're about to hear about Read Across America and SEL Initiative coming up soon. All right, so let's go around the table, tell everyone who you are and what you do here in our school district. Hi, I'm Gail Acosta, and I'm the school counselor at Franklin Elementary School. Hi, I'm Sarah DeLorenzo. I'm the library media specialist, and I run the LMD classes. Kathy McInnes, reading ISL at Franklin Elementary. Hi, everyone. It's Alyssa Bell. Do you know the pre-K to 6 Humanities Supervisor? All right. So every year, uh, schools around the country celebrate Read Across America. It is definitely something that has become a huge piece of the spring culture here in our school district, where we as a school district really commit to loving literacy and really taking every opportunity we can to celebrate that with our students, to put great books in their hands and really help foster their love, lifelong, we hope, love of reading. Uh, this year, there's a really amazing coincidence, and that Read Across America Week coincides with National SEL Week. And so I could not be more proud of the ladies that are joining us here today because they have made some really significant and impressive efforts to create a, a, a laundry list of events to celebrate both of these events and really make it a special week. So let's talk about what you've done, maybe why you've done it, some of the things people can look forward to. And while this is an initiative across our school district, I think it's really a great opportunity. We're going to highlight Franklin School today because they've done some amazing things to plan for this event. So ladies, take it away. So I think one of the really special things about this week across the district is that it's a time that we all come together to celebrate our love for reading. Um, the beauty of this week, as uh, you said, Dr. Sipe, was it is also SEL week. Um, SEL stands for Social Emotional Learning. Um, it is part of who we are and our culture in Roxbury to ensure that we are looking at the whole child. And so when we planned events for this week, we had both in mind. We thought about how can we connect literature and um, you know, social emotional learning in the sense of, can we learn about the characters in our books to help us be better people, to problem solve and so on. And so our focus going into Read Across America 2024 is the idea that we learn from books. We can learn about the world around us. We can learn how children solve problems and how they make friends and how they keep strong relationships through reading all different kinds of books. And so that was kind of the idea behind where we started um, in the planning phases of Read Across America. I'm gonna pass it to my colleagues to be able to go into a little bit more of what that planning looked like and their goals in mind for Franklin School. Thank you. Um, so when we started planning this event, um, it kind of just happened naturally. I was talking with our building principal, Brian Hamer, about an SEL fair and we started talking about days we could use the library for this event. And when I started talking to our reading, our librarian, Sarah DiLorenzo, she said, oh, this coincides with Read Across America Week. And then it tied in uh, Mrs. McGinnis. And we decided to merge the two events and put some of our plans all together to really celebrate literacy and also the uh, social, social emotional learning competencies by planning different events, um, such as a book tasting, a gallery walk, and then a event at the end of the week to kind of celebrate 
all the fun events of literacy, SEL, and doing a family SEL movie night where we're going to be showing a movie and just having some good old family fun. One of the things we embrace here at Franklin Elementary is Franklin Rules. And Rules stands for respect, uniqueness, learning, encouraging, and supportive. And each grade level team uh, is going to get a letter of rules and has paired that with a read aloud and a project that will be displayed in the hallway. At the end of the week, our school will have the opportunity to do a gallery walk in celebration of all the many ways uh, that they have come together to celebrate respect, uniqueness, learning, encouraging, and supportiveness. They're also gonna have an opportunity in their library classes next week um, to come to a book tasting. The library will be transformed into a Dunkin' Donuts cafe. There will be 10 stations. Parent volunteers have graciously given their time they will be reading to the students at the stations, and then the students will be making um, a collaborative art project or um, another craft or activity that they can do. We have friendship bracelets, um, kindness rocks, positive postcards, um, and several collaborative art projects that will kind of show how the whole school can come together to work on one thing. Um, each of the station's books will be celebrating an SEL topic. Um, and the kids are going to get a treat and mm -hmm. have a great time. So I just want to kind of go back to the beginning of this planning pro of, of the pro planning process for you all and really acknowledge the fact that literacy is at the heart of this. And I think that one of the things we have worked on district-wide over the last couple of years is using literature as a vehicle to celebrate and recognize mm -hmm. all of the members of our learning community. I think um, too frequently, and I can only speak about when I was a student, I can't speak about when you are, but I imagine we had a similar experience. We read because we were told to read and we read what we were told to read. And while that is an important piece of a learning experience and a comprehensive education, um, so is having the opportunity and the knowledge to feel like you can read things that are interesting to you. Um, to read materials that you see yourself in and you see others in, right? One of the themes that has emerged in educational dialogue is using literature to as a window, as windows and mirrors. And that what that really means is how do you see others and how do you see yourself? And so making a concerted effort to empower students to choose items to read where they can see themselves as the protagonist. They can see characters who are experiencing similar life circumstances as them. And as Alyssa shared, problem solving or forming relationships or struggling with relationships and overcoming them, right? There's just a couple of examples, but books are a really great way for students to help see how uh, see the world around them and utilize that knowledge and that experience to empower themselves to do better personally and with others. And I think, you know, we talk about, you talked about Franklin School rules and what that means. And the fact that you've connected all of these pieces together is really quite impressive. And I'm not sure that everyone, unless you've been a part of a planning an event of this magnitude, can really appreciate the time and effort that you all, as well as many of your colleagues, have put into planning this thing. You know, um, and you, that it doesn't just happen, right? People show up for events and they're like, this is amazing, mm -hmm. which is great that people acknowledge you know, the outcome. But I, I think it's important in this conversation to acknowledge everything that you've put into it. So let's kind of talk about that planning process because the books that you're going to highlight didn't just appear. The, right, you had to identify them with purpose and intention. The, you, you referenced the, the Dunkin' Donuts Cafe, you know, that book tasting that we're going to celebrate here. That doesn't just miraculously mm -hmm. appear, 
right? Um, the planning and preparation that goes into that, the family night, you know, an opportunity to really celebrate what makes our school community so special, which is the power of our families and their their willingness to really be partners with us in our overall journey for students. Like those things don't just happen. So let's talk a little bit about the planning. Let's talk about your anticipated outcomes. How do you think that this will have an impact on the school culture, right? Even something as simple as giving every grade level one of those letters for rules to, and then having a gallery walk to celebrate what makes this school so special as a, as a unified community. Let's talk about all of those things because I think that planning something is one thing, right? But making it all come together is something very different and something very special, which is what I really want us to acknowledge today. So um, the other piece of me wanting you to share your planning process is the timeliness. We're gonna, this podcast is posting right next to the event, but if someone listens to it after the fact, how, how could they replicate this effort? And I do believe that's something we have made a concerted effort here in Roxbury to do, which is to share those things so that other schools and other districts can learn from them because education is a larger community and we do need to help each other for the betterment of kids everywhere. So talk about your planning, talk about the process. Let's, let's go back to that. So um, book tastings are something that have been around for the past several years and it's a way for um, libraries to kind of highlight and showcase different genres or books that students may otherwise not pick. You know, they might just keep gravitating towards that one book or series they like. And I know Kathy had mentioned last year when we were wrapping up Read Across America that, you know, we've always talked about doing something a little bit different each year to keep it fresh. And she'd mentioned a book tasting. So when Gail had come to me about an SEL, you know, cafe or book tasting, and then we realized the dates lined up, was like, oh, this is an opportunity to do that new fresh thing. Um, and in my professional resources, I've been aware of the book tastings for a while. So um, it's great to have those social media resources. I could go on and see what other librarians had done, how they pulled everything together. Um, and that was able to give me some good ideas about the theme. Um, and we knew we wanted to do SEL, and Gail has a list of books um, that highlight different SEL qualities. Um, I can also do that through our library management system. Um, and so I, we used it based on the school's um, highlighted SEL words, but also on the core values, the Roxbury or Franklin rules. Um, so with those in mind, it's kind of how I pulled those books. All right, so cool. So Gail, talk to us a little bit about how that connects with SEL. I know that you've been one of the leaders here with your colleagues in the school counseling department to ensure that we also complement the the New Jersey student learning standards, the, the content we need to teach with a really robust program where we can support, as Alyssa kind of mentioned before, the growth and development of the whole child, right? Recognizing that emotions matter, social development is important. How do we, in, those interpersonal skills, like students don't just happen to learn those things and poof, they're adults, right? That takes a real concerted effort by the educators in their lives to synthesize all of that together on a minute by minute basis. And I know that you've been one of the leaders here in the district to ensure that that's happening. So let's talk a little bit about that too. So I had the opportunity to be a part of the beginning creation of the SEL curriculum here in Roxbury School. So with doing that um, with some of my other colleagues, I had created some resources that we had already shared out. Um, it's been a definitely a growing process here, um, very um, intricate and in the way that it's been pushed into all of our classrooms. And 
utilized throughout the district. Um, but when we came down to creating the SEL list, this was something that I have been putting together for years um, and kind of looking at and reflecting and making better over you know the course of probably six, seven years since we started the SEL initiative here. Um, and you know, so it's just been something that's been a work in progress. Um, and it is something that we do in the classrooms regularly. Our teachers um, have periods dedicated to SEL, but I also teach SEL lessons monthly based off of, um, you know, the five SEL competencies. So it is something that our students are getting um, access to regularly and becoming much more familiar with. Um, and I think it's just becoming, you know, part of being a whole learner, a whole child. We're taking that and really giving them um, some real exposure to SEL and showing that, like you said, and highlighting that with literacy and Read Across America Week. All right, so I, great unintentional segue there. So you introduced how you've worked really hard to get SEL to become a part of the school culture here, as well as collaborating with colleagues district-wide to help it become more of a district culture, which aligns really nicely with our portrait of the graduate indicators and some of the things that we know are a part of the mission and vision of our school district. So with Read Across America lining up, let's talk about the power of literature. You know, um, we referenced it earlier, and it has been something that the district has made a real effort to integrate, which is how do we diversify our collections, both in our media centers and in our classrooms, to ensure that students have the opportunity to see themselves but also to see and learn about others because that's what helps round out our ability to operate within a community, to demonstrate and grow in our respect for other people. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that because I do believe that that starts at the elementary level. Um, and, and certainly as Sarah kind of shared, students gravitate to literature that excites them and is interesting. And I can admit that I myself am like captivated by certain series and you wanna know what, ne what comes next for the character. But using book tastings and having professionals like yourselves expose students to other opportunities is a great way for them to diversify their their perspective, their worldview, and learn about others. So let's talk about the literature connection here. Um, so I know that you know, like we said, student, we want them to read for pleasure, have that lifelong love of reading, and you know, I have a you know series I gravitate towards as well. But I think at the elementary level, um, there's just something about a picture book that can speak so much to a student. So I do read picture books to all the grades, um, even my upper grades. It's a short way to get in um, a meaningful lesson. It's a way for a student that may recognize something about that character in themselves and say, wow, I felt that way. How did that character handle that? And then pulling in a class discussion, you know, we talk about how did the character handle this? How would you have handled it? Um, and maybe it's a way for that that's one student who really connects with the book to hear their peers talking about ways they would handle it and help give them ideas. And um, I just think it's so important. And it's a quick way to do that. Um, and the books nowadays are more and more geared towards that. It's not just a happy little book with, you know, beginning, middle, and end, and everything works out and is all fine. It, there's real issues and real problems that our kids face. Being able to read that in a book and see the situation, um, I think is really helpful for them. And I think another way we're celebrating the exposure to different types of literature is not only through the gallery walk and the book tasting, but we also have students uh, from Lincoln Roosevelt coming to join us one day next week. 
uh, given the opportunity to bring books that were meaningful in their childhood um, that meant something to them and they're going to be able to read them um, here to different groups of students. As uh, Mrs. McGinnis mentioned, when we think about Lincoln Roosevelt coming down, I think the beauty of showing growth too as a reader. Um, so Mrs. Battaglia is um, working alongside the team here to um, have students come down to Lincoln Roosevelt. I mean, uh, from Lincoln Roosevelt down to Franklin to be able to partner kiddos together to show off the, the growth, the process, right? So one of the things with reading is, you know, in the younger grades, you're learning to read and now you're reading for purpose as you get older. Um, so for them to come down to show off, you know, their fluency, how they've gotten better, to show off books that they're passionate about, to be able to speak to what they've learned over the course of the years in between is really amazing to see. It's super empowering for them. Um, to be able to kind of act as teachers and leaders in that way to speak to their younger peers. And, and one of the things that also does is give, it empowers students to take that leadership role in the eyes of younger students. And I think that that is so important because it allows them, perhaps they wouldn't articulate it this way, uh, it allows them to see themselves as someone who can have a positive impact on others. And I think, you know, while one of the goals of overall schooling is to teach stuff, right? The academics of school. So much of that interpersonal connection and that ability to believe in yourself and support others, like those are real lifelong skills. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really like your point, Sarah, before about, you know, every story isn't, you know, beginning, middle, end, you know, once upon a time, they lived happily ever after at the end. Certainly there's a place for that, that those types of stories, right? And fairy tales tell us important things. Um, but really providing students with opportunities to have a wide, wider exposure, I think, is also important. I, one of the things that I think is, is important to note here as well is, you know, there's a lots of ways that parents can continue to support a love of literature at home. And, you know, one of the themes we've tried to integrate into these podcasts is if you're listening and you're a parent, well, what can I do to support that? How can I support my child? And those are questions we get all the time, which is what can I do to help you? What can I do to help my child? And I think the having a similar philosophy of celebrating literature, books are important, um, you know, with the growth of electronic reading, mm -hmm. audio books, things like that, like that's a great way to read but so is holding a book with pages and paper <laughs> and pictures like Sarah talked about, right? There's still a lot of value to paper, paper book reading. And so I would encourage if you're a parent, students are never too old for you to show interest in reading with them, right? And what's that look like? It could look mm -hmm. like everything you imagine. It could look like you reading to them, them reading to you, stopping and talking about what you're reading. You know, maybe as a, you know, for younger students, right? Setting aside some time before bedtime to still read a book together and, talk about what that book means, um, pr make predictions, you know, all of those things that we went through in school, I think are still valuable. Um, and as students get older, it's still okay to read to them, to have them read to you, to talk about it. You know, um, I've even seen and heard, you know, some families as students get into middle and high school, you do book clubs together. I mean, we do them periodically as professionals in different professional circles. We read, you know, read things and talk about how they impact what we're doing, but it's totally okay to pick a book and just read it together. And it can be a pleasure book. It, it doesn't have to be a hard-hitting issue every single time, you know, because I think that also has an emotional drain, you know, and so one of the things that I hear that you're going to achieve is providing students with lots of access to lots of books, and I know that sounds simply stated, but I think that's one of the most important things you're going to accomplish next week, and I'm excited 
for what you're going to do, which is really teach students. Reading is important. Reading provides them lots of growth opportunities. But I think what they're going to see, although students may not recognize this immediately, maybe they will in the long term, is it's also important to the grown-ups in their lives. Um, but one of the things I haven't heard you guys mention, but I know is a part of Read Across America every week, is guest readers, right? So can we talk a little bit about that? Um, maybe we don't want to expose who the guest readers are, but <laughs> what's the point of a guest reader? And I've served as one. I've done that in our district. Um, what's the point of having a guest reader? I think the beauty of having a guest reader is similar to the beauty of hearing a read aloud from someone else, right? So I think that um, it is it just adds more excitement to reading within the classroom or reading beyond the classroom. It's a great way for community members to get involved, right? I know like um, last year and this year, I was a guest reader in many different classrooms. And if they don't know me, they usually remember me from being the reader in the classroom. Or, I know you, where do I know you from? You read me this book. Um, it also just improves, you know, like the listening, listening skills, comprehension, empathy, and so many different things. But there's nothing like, I'll always say this, listening to someone read, no matter how old I get, whenever I walk into a classroom and I hear a teacher read, it just like fills my heart. It makes me so happy. And you see it on the children's faces too. You see their eyes light up. You feel just like that overwhelming excitement, um, and passion. So I feel like that's why being a mystery reader is so exciting and important. Um, it's also a great way for community members besides just administration and other teachers to come in, have families come in, um, you know, have board members come in, have grandparents come in. Um, it's exciting to all have that common purpose and the common value, which is we want our students to love reading. We want them to succeed. Um, and we have to do that together. All right. So as we as we wrap it up, um, I'll invite last thoughts from from all of you. But I just want to take a moment before I give up, you know, kind of the mic for the last time to all of you for last thoughts. I just want to applaud your efforts and thank you for everything you're doing, um, not only just for this event, but to ensure that students in our schools. And while we're highlighting Franklin today, I know this is an effort across all of our schools to ensure that we're really doing everything we can to help students see themselves as successful learners and even more important than that, successful people. And that connects all of the four core pieces, which is social interaction, emotional, behavioral, and academic, right? How do we value all of those things simultaneously? Uh, education is, a, is an environment with increasingly and ever, seemingly never-ending uh, growth and demands uh, on our professionals. And I, you know, I applaud your efforts to try to satisfy those growing expectations while still keeping the number one piece um, of our puzzle at the forefront, which is the kids. How, how do you work to achieve everything we need to and satisfy all of those expectations while still ensuring students get the very best? And you know, I think that this collaboration amongst all of you and your colleagues really does demonstrate really does demonstrate that. And I know the students are going to love it. They're going to have an amazing week. Um, so I know at the end, you mentioned before, we're going to wrap that up with a family event. And there's no better way, uh, in my opinion, for us to demonstrate the importance of community than tying together our efforts here in the school and inviting our families to be a part of that. So thank you. Um, but I'll invite you all for last thoughts. I love what you're doing. Thanks. Um, so just to share a little light on our SEL movie night, um, we are really excited about the movie night. It ties in all of the events that we did in the week from Read Across America um, into an SEL night and kind of leads to future pro um, projects. Um, so 
our SEL movie night theme is going to be about zones of regulation. We're going to be showing the movie Inside Out. Um, we are going to have a guest speaker, Mrs. Bellardino, <laughs> talking about uh, zones of regulation. Um, we are also doing a lot of other little pieces in there to teach our students about community involvement. Um, we are asking um, for admissions, which would be collecting donations for Roxbury Social Services. Um, it is a free event to Franklin families, but we are asking if people can to bring a um, non-perishable item, a gently used book or toy that can be donated back to the Roxbury community. Um, and we are also doing a bake sale because we partnered with our PTA. Um, our PTA president, Mrs. Malpica, um, was looking for a way to give back to the school. Um, and so the proceeds from that bake sale are actually going to a future project here at Franklin School, which is the Outdoor Classroom Sustainability Project, where we're going to be um, planting herbs and donating those to Roxbury Social Services. And for every herb that is planted and purchased, we plant one in a developing country. Um, and that also benefits our early act students here. So it's just a lot of ways to kick off um, some fun events, celebrate literacy, celebrate SEL, and also teach the kids about giving back to their communities. It's amazing. All right, thank you for sharing that. I love how you're tying all of that together. This is such an amazing event. And um, if you're listening after the fact, um, I'm sure there will be future events just like this one because these ladies have really worked hard to set the groundwork to ensure uh, super impactful programming that connects not only what we're trying to achieve during the school day, but also beyond the school day and with our families and community. So uh, I really appreciate you summing it up that way, Gail. So thanks for listening, and I wish you all the very best with the upcoming week.